0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. We have a special broadcast lined up for this Tuesday. Take note, pay very special attention to the things we're going to be sharing today. We're going to begin with an article coming out of Prophecy News Work, okay? So Prophecy News Work, the article today begins with, Are We Reaching a Prophetic Boiling Point? Now, if you have been following this ministry for any length of time, you know that we believe that we are way down the road and that the prophetic boiling point has been under, uh, going on for quite some period of time. But here is the article. I think it's an excellent article, so let's pay attention. Are we reaching a prophetic boiling point? They say a watched pot never boils. Well, I've been watching, and it seems like things are beginning to heat up. It appears we are in an era when the water is not only heating up, but the bubbles are beginning to form more rapidly than any other time in history. Consider this sampling of earlier signs of the times and how spread out they were. And again, I just want to mention that one of the unique things about our generation is the culmination of events globally, all over the world, at the same time. We have said many times that there have been great global events, or we would call them birth pangs, in different parts of the world at different times, and you could go back and mark 2,000 years of history and see those massive events and how one hit over in Europe and then it was one over in South America, and then one in the islands of the sea or wherever they were, but this is very interesting. So notice spread out events that were happening in the past, and then we'll compare them to the events that are happening today. So consider that in, ni- that in 1897, excuse me, 1897, Theodore Herzl chaired the first Zion Congress with the goal of creating a home for the Jewish people. That was arguably the first concrete step towards setting the stage for prophesied end-time events. I would agree. That was in 1897. In 1946, Winston Churchill called for a United States of Europe. In 1948, Israel became a nation. In 1967, Israel miraculously won the Six-Day War and gained control of Jerusalem. In 1968, the Club of Rome was founded. In 1991, the Gulf War turned the world's attention once again to the Middle East. In 1993, the European Union was created. In 2001, the terrorist attacks on the symbols of the U.S. military and the U.S. economy took place. And then in 2011, the Arab Spring led to civil war in Syria, creating the Ezekiel 38 playground for Russia, Turkey, and Iran. So take a moment to ponder the prophetic implications of these key events and how spread out they were. By the way, I wish I had time and space in this article to unpack how each of those connects directly with key end time bible prophecies it was about the time of the last event on the list the civil war in syria that i began carefully studying eschatology and the signs of the times and felt called to do so the 2011-2012 time frame was prophetically significant on many levels it seemed we had entered a new era where end time signs were noticeably increasing in addition to the events listed above there were scores of other significant events including extreme weather the weakening of america and the coarsening of society it was as if the pot was beginning to bubble but those of us who were watching the signs could still keep track Of each bubble and take the time to analyze it in light of scripture. We've made note of that throughout the broadcast that we've been uh, sending forth that uh, there was a time, and, and you'll understand it this way, where an event would happen and we would all look at it and go, wow, that's a major event. Let's look at that and analyze it. And then somewhere in the past few years, events began to unfold one after another in an acceleration and we were prophesying about three years ago about the accelerated season that we're in that everything was about to accelerate and so the birth pangs we called them all over the world at the same time (laughs) excuse me began to accelerate as well so enter 2020 the events of 2020, including COVID-19 virus was released, as was lawlessness, violence, deception, deep political corruption, and other moral evils on a broader scale than we have ever seen or been made aware of. And this time, these signs were happening globally. <clears throat> it was as if we entered a medium boil. Whereas those of us paying attention to signs that lined up with end-time conditions used to be able to identify just about every significant prophetic stage setting event fairly easily, now I literally cannot keep up. And we bear witness to that. It is happening so fast, it's hard to keep up. However, I liken it to battlefield tactics As long as it is possible, a soldier on the field carefully notes each detail that will help him understand the coming battle. The more intel, the better. But once the battle begins to get thick, the soldier's attention has to turn more pressing matters. The soldier must decide on what is priority in order to complete the mission. This necessarily means the soldier must decide what to focus on even though he knows there are more key details he could assess at any given moment. The pot is beginning to boil, and I can't keep track of all of the bubbles. So here are a few noteworthy details that have come to light the past few weeks that I've looked into on a cursory level but haven't had time to research fully. So here are the recent, or here's a recent list of events going on in the last few weeks, okay? So we noted the events, the big events that happened since 1897, and we saw that every year was kind of spread out. And now we're talking about events since 2020 that have accelerated, and here is what has been happening the last few weeks. Here's the list. Number one, record-breaking wildfires, heat waves, flooding, Mass animal deaths, droughts, famine, major riots in South Africa and Cuba to name two. Meanwhile, inflation is occurring. The workforce in America cannot keep up with the demand because people are being paid to stay home. People who have been fully vaccinated are still being infected with the COVID-19 virus. A video shows a school function where a woman is saying those opposed to critical race theory should die, and the crowd applause. So the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir put out a creepy music video informing anyone who believes in traditional marriage that they are coming for your children. A Brazilian taboo artist turns himself into a demonic-looking ORC from the Lord of the Rings series by tattooing his eyeballs removing his nose and implanting horns. More shows celebrating witchcraft and the occult are launching in the fall. So many in the world are ready to welcome and embrace all things demonic and evil. But wait, there's more. A company in Ireland is looking to fund the creation of a colossal moving speaking statue known as the giant. In 21 cities, by the end of the year, There have been 321 mass shootings already in 2021, leaving 352 people dead and 1,331 injured. Russia and China are flexing their military muscles regularly. Iran is close to having nuclear weapon capability. At the same time, Israel is facing major internal challenges. Macron, surely having consulted with other European leaders who will follow suit, announced a vaccine pass to be implemented in order to take part in normal activities. On top of all of this, apostasy in the church is growing steadily through wokeness teachings by people claiming to be apostles. I could go on and on. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Ten years ago, globalism was a conspiracy theory. The conditions needed for the Ezekiel 38 war seemed impossible. Technology had not yet reached the mark of the beast level, and America was sick but still fighting. In 2021, all of that has changed. We are trending toward a rapid boil and could be there at any moment. Liquids boil at different temperatures depending on the molecular structure of the liquid and the amount of air pressure due to altitude that is pressing down on the liquid. Pressure again. The air pressure restrains the boil until such a time when the pressure of the boil is greater than the air pressure restraining it. And what is the great tribulation, ladies and gentlemen? It is the great philipsis is the Greek word for tribulation. And the great philipsis means pressure. So the great time of pressure, the boiling, again, consistent with the article. So the Lord could cause the heat to be turned down and the water could cool a bit, but it doesn't seem that is the case. And I don't read anything like that in scripture. Jesus said he would come quickly, the Greek word takos, which means rapidly when things are revved up and end time birth pains, okay, whether Braxton Hicks or the real thing, won't stop once they have begun. I have been saying since 2003 that America has crossed the point of no return. I believe that word was from the Lord. I don't see in 18 years America returning to its morals, its values, its principles as a Judeo-Christian nation. We have been far removed from the foundation of what this nation was originally built upon, mainly the gospel of Jesus Christ. By the way, we are heading full speed into everything the Bible prophesies about the future tribulation period. And our generation is seeing it all unfold. We are that unique generation. We are the generation known as the fig tree prophecy generation that will witness the fulfilling of all prophecy. We are here. We are alive and remaining. While many people have died and left the planet for one reason or another, we are still here. We are still tuned in to Bible prophecy. Our frequency is the kingdom of heaven, the word of God, the Holy Spirit, our, our guide and light. We are here Alive and remaining, we are about to enter into the greatest tribulation to have ever hit the face of the earth, one that Jesus said has never been before and will never be again. And only the wise will understand these times, and only the wise virgins will prepare their oil, prepare their victuals, prepare for their journey into the wilderness, a place that the Bible says will be a time of nourishing and nurturing and taking care of those who make their way into the wilderness for three and a half years, the exact period of time that the greatest tribulation on the face of the earth will commence. You need to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now. One of the things that this article did not mention were the tetrad of blood red moons in 2014 and 2015 on feast days. Don't ever forget that God put the sun, moon, and stars on the fourth day of creation for signs and seasons. The word seasons is moed. The word signs is the oath. In other words, red banner events, warnings, signals. And then of course, the moed is the gathering together on feast days to celebrate the Lord's feast. That's Hebrew. That's what, the, that's what it means. And so in 2014, on the feast of Passover, there was a blood red moon. In 2014, on the feast of tabernacles, there was a blood red moon. In the feast of Passover, in 2015, there was a blood red moon. In the feast of tabernacles, 2015, there was another fourth blood red moon consecutive back-to-back blood red moons on the holy feast days of the Lord. This was known as a tetrad. It is a sign. It is a wonder. In 2016, there was another celestial event when we had a solar eclipse from Oregon, to South Carolina, split the nation right down the middle. There was a solar eclipse. 2017, there was the Revelation chapter 12, sign of the woman in travail with the moon at her feet, 12 stars on her head representing the leo constellation of nine stars and then the three other planets that joined it that one day there was a perfect revelation 12 constellation in 2017 now why did god put the sun moon and stars in the heavens on the fourth day of creation for signs and seasons. In other words, that is God's calendar. And to those who are awakened to the reality that Daniel was one of the scribes, he was the leader of the Magi, he taught them the calendar of God. Abraham looked to the stars. We saw that when Jesus Christ was born on this earth, it was when there was a star over Bethlehem that the Magi followed because they were taught about God's calendar. So anybody that's awake today without getting into astrology or weird things like that, we understand that those blood red moons, that solar eclipse, that Revelation 12 constellation were signals from the heavens warning people on earth of what would be coming. Now, what followed the 2014, 2015 tetrad of blood red moons, the 2016 solar eclipse? Well, Donald Trump came to power in America creating a massive division within our nation. We saw turmoil all the way up to 2020. Then we saw the debacle of the COVID-19 situation and we saw the global shutdown. And we know now that those signs of the blood red moons, the signs in the sun, moon, and stars were signaling to us that not everything on planet Earth was going to be okay. And it was lining up with end time Bible prophecy. And now I want to finish up this article. If you are taking note of end-time signs and conditions, you are in good company. The Old Testament prophets and even the angels have longed to understand the time frame we are currently in. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 10-12, through 12, we read, Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah, the first coming, and the glories that would follow, in other words, the second coming into the millennial kingdom. So it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you, you and I, When they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, even angels long to look into these things. That's the scripture. Notice the key details. Okay. The prophets long to understand the time and circumstances related to the first and second coming. In the midst of the struggle to live in our day, We need to remember how blessed we are to see these things. And I couldn't agree more. We have, as my dear friend said, a front row seat into end time events. The unfolding events that are going on around the world today are nothing short of phenomenal. You cannot find a better Hollywood flick to entice your appetite for watching things in real time. You're living in it. You're a part of it. In fact, if you're a born-again, spirit-filled believer, you are the target of the end-time great tribulation and persecution. Remember, the Bible is very clear. The great tribulation is not the wrath of God against the world as much as it is literally said to be the wrath of the dragon against all things God. So if you are connected to Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you are the target. This is the time of persecution. Revelation 13 tells us very clearly that the dragon and the beast empire will overcome the saints for a period of time. This is the time that we have all been waiting for we should have been preparing long ago because we know that there will be Goshen's, there will be refuges, there will be arks, there will be a wilderness for a woman to go into to be nurtured for a time and a times and a half a time, three and a half years. Now, it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of the things that have now been told you. So what's really awesome about that is prophecy 2,000 years ago, as they were peering into the the spiritual reality behind the prophetic utterances, it wasn't for their generation. It was for those who were coming. Now, to that generation 2,000 years ago, the prophecy of the first coming of the Messiah was fulfilled right before their eyes and many did not recognize it right and here we are two thousand years down the road in a prophetic third day and there is more end time bible prophecy being unveiled to the minds of those whose eyes are open and are following the lord that is you that is me and so my friends it seems according to this individual the air pressure is about to be lifted And the rapid boil is soon to begin. When the restraining influence, okay, so here it is. The rapid boil represents the acceleration of the birth pangs in the last days. Now, where I personally differ with this uh, gentleman's argument, he believes, this, this article, spelling everything out right, He believes that there will be a rapture, the preserving pressure of the salt and light will allow the world to move immediately into rapid boil, so he believes that the church is going to be removed. I totally, 1,000% disagree with that, but it's okay. Wherever they're getting their information from about a pre-tribulational rapture, it has been unveiled and discovered that it is not a biblical doctrine. There is no such thing as a hidden, invisible, secret, pre-trib rapture, and remember that everybody that teaches a secret pre-tribulational rapture of the church refers to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and we have read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 hundreds of times to find even a hint at a secret pre-tribulational rapture. But instead, what we found was that the catching away, the harpazo of the church, is associated with the coming of the Lord and the resurrection of the dead. I have never read one book. I have never seen one movie that speaks about the secret rapture of the church, show the resurrection of the dead or the coming of the Lord. But in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, it's very clear that those events are absolutely, clearly revealed to be the coming of the Lord, the dead in Christ shall rise first, we shall by no means precede them, which means there is no catching away of the church without the resurrection happening first, and yet so many insist that 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 is saying that's a secret preacher of rapture of the church. Well, it's not, okay, and so... This is, why, why do we become a little bit mm, intense with that? It's because we are marching with the rapid acceleration, the boiling of the events that are happening in the world today into the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth And many unsuspecting Christians who have been lulled to sleep by a fairy tale doctrine called the pre-trib rapture are not going to be ready. And that is going to be associated with the falling away, the defection from truth. As this article did state clearly, there's already begun a massive defection from the truth because of those so-called woke apostles and teachers and preachers that are capitulating, tolerating, and compromising with the world today and it is happening subtly it is coming and I want to share a passage of scripture with you that uh, I want to move forward just a little bit into and you have heard it several times and I want to read it to you just exactly as the word of God says it would be it's in Luke chapter 21 and Jesus was talking about the last days he was referring to the end of time And I know you've heard it, but we need to hear it again. And I just want to begin in verse 25, okay? In Luke chapter 21, verse 20, and then we'll move down into the passage that I really want to get into. It says there, there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. And we just talked about the tetrad of blood red moons, the solar eclipse, and the constellation of Revelation 12 right before our very eyes in our generation, okay? It says, there shall be signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. All right, let's take a look at it. Upon the earth, distress. That word distress is the sukeo, and that word literally means a narrowing, a restraint anxiety, anguish, and distress. Are we witnessing that right now on the heels of the tetrad of blood red moon, solar eclipses, and the Revelation 12 sign? You bet we are. So again, we read that there will be distress of nations. It's all going on with perplexity, okay? And that word perplexity is the aporia. And the aporia literally is speaking of A quandary, it's a state of quandary, it's perplexity, okay? The deeper root of that word means to have no way out. That's very important to our discussion today. To have no way out, to be at a loss mentally, stand in doubt, be perplexed. The nations of the earth are coming to a time, they are not going to know what to do, where to go, how to deal with what's coming on this earth. So the capitulation of the masses, when they want to shut down the world, they just obey because that's their big brother, as you know. Now, let's go a little bit deeper into this. And the Word of God tells us, this is the words of Jesus, by the way, and he says, the sea and the waves will be roaring, and if you know anything about Bible prophecy, you know that the sea uh, represents humanity, and the waves, the turmoil, okay, the roaring of the sea and the waves, So humanity is in turmoil. There's upheaval. It's like a major storm on the sea. And then men's hearts failing them for fear. Okay, men's hearts failing them for fear. What is Jesus talking about? Jesus is talking about what the environment, what the circumstances will be like in the end times before his arrival, before his coming these events will accompany, they will be the preamble of the great event, which is the second coming of the Lord Jesus as we know it. We know he's going to return. We know he's coming in the clouds. We know he's going to come with the shout of the archangel and the trump. We We know that he is going to remain in the clouds and he's going to send forth his angels to reap the earth, the harvest of the righteous souls that are going to go in the resurrection and in the Harpazo, the catching away, and the catching up of the church. We know that. That's the main event. All these other things, the great tribulation, the persecution, the signs that we're reading, these are the preceding events to the great events. And what is going to happen in this time with the sun, moon, and stars, and the distress of nations, the perplexity, the seeing the waves roaring? Men's hearts will fail them for fear and for looking after those things which are powers of heaven shall be shaken. That's what's going on, and we see the acceleration, the boiling point. Here it comes, the major birth pangs, and comes a birthing of a new world order, the birthing of the Antichrist, the birthing of a global one-world government, just like the Bible said it would be. The birthing of everything satanic is what all of these birth pangs are for. That must come first, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that they, they, before the Lord will ever return, in 2 Thessalonians 2, there must first be a falling away, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. All right, so then we're told, then, and, and so after these events, men's hearts failing them for fear, looking after those things which are coming on the earth, the powers of heaven shall be shaken. All right, so this is the climate These are the circumstances. This is the time when the dragon will be unveiled and the beast will be unveiled and the false prophet will be unveiled and Bible prophecies will go off the charts and people will be scattering and and going out into prepared places and the majority of Christians will be caught in what? I want to go all the way down to verse 35. For as a snare shall it come, On all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. How will it come? As a snare. That's the pagis, and what it means is a trap, sudden and unexpected deadly peril. This is in your Greek definition. Let me say it again. Sudden and unexpected deadly peril. Suddenly, Jesus warned of the allurements and seductions of sin. They are a snare. We'll see that in Scripture. Okay? Whatever brings peril, loss, or destruction, and it's simply the word snare, a trap. Okay? It's a trick or a stratagem. A stratagem, a temptation. It's a trick. All right, so the enemy is going to ensnare the world by his deception, by his strategies, by his tricks, by his schemes. We are not to be ignorant of the schemes of the devil, okay? So I just wanted to begin the broadcast today by proclaiming what Jesus warned us would happen. And here it is so simply, biblically accurate, okay? Very simple, according to the prophets, according to Yeshua, the Messiah, according to all Bible prophecy, according to the apostles. We are the generation witnessing the signs of the times. And that's our job here, is to look through the biblical lens at the signs of the times and to give interpretation to the saints of God living on the earth at this time. So when we put it all together, all together, we are at the precipice. We are there. It has come. The, the violent shakings, all the events, everything the Bible predicts would be is happening globally all over the world at the same time. It is a warning to the ecclesia, the church on this earth, that the greatest tribulation, which all church has gone through in the last 2,000 years... They've gone through their crusades, their inquisitions, their revolutions, and the church has never been raptured off the earth. But even going back into the Old Testament, all the way through when calamities hit, there was preservation to the righteous, and then the majority of people got caught in the snare, and they went into captivity, they were killed, all kinds of things happened. That is all preview to what we're about to encounter on this earth. And we must be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. May God give us wisdom to know how to navigate through the days in which we are living in. So here we are living in the last days. And you and I are going to have to navigate through it. We're going to have to walk through it. We're going to have to prepare. We should always have confidence. That God is with us. Now, to willfully sin, to willfully disobey the Lord, to live an unclean life before God is not wisdom. What that does is it blinds us from the counsel of the Lord. When we are unclean, when we are worldly, when we are carnal, when we are walking in the flesh, we will not be able to navigate by the Spirit and by the Word. Because usually people that are unclean and compromised and tolerant and are half-hearted in their walk with God are worldly and carnally minded and walk in the flesh. They usually don't see the wisdom of God necessary for the season that they're in. They're always trying to you know, heap to themselves some teaching that justifies their way of living even though it is not consistent with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, our obedience to the word of God, our willingness to be convicted by the Holy Spirit so that we would repent of all sin in our personal lives and begin to walk out what the Lord has called us to walk out in is essential, necessary to understanding what way to go right now. The false doctrines that disarm people from preparing are going to be for those who are walking in lukewarmness compromise walking in toleration capitulation willful sin walking in the flesh walking in carnal thinking they are subject they are the prime candidates for false doctrine that tells them things like don't worry we're out of here before it all happens or if you're once saved always saved you can't lose your salvation go ahead and If you happen to be here, we blew it on the pre-trib rapture doctrine, then just go ahead and take the mark of the beast because you can't lose your salvation. These doctrines are deadly to people living in these times that we are in. And I think a lot of these people that are preaching end-time pre-trib rapture doctrine are probably going, well, weren't we supposed to be out of here about an hour ago? You know, we're waiting for the Lord to come and, and, and rapture us out of here, but I think he's a little late. It's getting a little bit hairy right now. Um, well, well, maybe we have one more opportunity to shout to the world that they better wake up because we're leaving and we're not going to be here for what's going to hit them. Listen, that's not the proper narrative. That's not Bible prophecy. That is not the doctrine that leads to holiness. It is not the Word of God. So then if we can eliminate those two doctrines from our thinking and understand that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and that there's going to be a falling away and that people are going to have their names blotted out of the book of life according to the word of God, which nobody wants to talk about. And those who do try to explain it away to fit into their paradigm, you can't lose your salvation. But the fact of the matter, the love of many will wax cold. They will begin to hate one another, betray one another. They have tasted of the heavenly gift. They were partakers of the Holy Ghost. That's a saved person. If they fall away to renew them, to repentance is impossible. They once escaped the pollutions of the world through their knowledge in Jesus Christ, but again are entangled. It was better for them never to know the way of truth than to have known it and turned away from the Holy Commandment. These are just simple you know, scriptures that undermine that whole doctrine of once saved, always saved, but we don't want to talk about it. We want to explain it away because we want to have a false security of the unbeliever who thinks they can live the way they want and that God owes them something. And we know that God owes us nothing. He owes you nothing. He owes me nothing. He's a God of his word. He has promised an eternal salvation to those who love him, to those who obey him, to those who follow him, to those who put to death the deeds of the flesh and take up the cross and die to self. These are the promises of God. And there have been so many people that have twisted the word of God to make it say something it was never intended to say, but it fulfills end-time Bible prophecy about doctrines of demons. People will gather to themselves, teachers having itching ears, saying to the prophets, Stop prophesying to us all this gloom and doom. Tell us what we want to hear. And that is the environment, another prophetic reality to the environment that you and I are living in. In fact, Bible prophecy is so intense, I want to show you something now. I'm going to show you something. I've talked about it a few times, a little lightly, then I got a little bit stronger in it because it's making so much spiritual sense. Again, just a sign of just how close we really are. So what I want to do is I want to go to an article, okay? And I want to start here. Let's see if I could find the best one. Here it is. This is the one I want to share with you. I'm going to put this on the screen, and then we're going to talk a little bit. Now, this is what I believe one of the most incredible end-time things going on, all right, because we're going to line it up with the Word of God. I want you to see this man right here on your screen. All right, do you know who that is? Do you understand who this guy is here? This is, and I I wish I can get his name for you just a little bit better here. Let me exit that. I think you know him. His name, okay, there it is right there. I want you to see that, okay? His name is See it right there? Xi. Do you see that? Okay, I just want to show you. I know you know his name. I want to sh- give a little information about Xi. Xi is his name. Jinping. Okay, Xi Jinping. And who is this man? Well, according to the document, this is a uh, Wikipedia article about the man. I'll just open it all up right now. Xi Jinping is a Chinese politician who has served as general secretary of the Chinese Communist Party and chairman of the Central Military Commission since 2012 and president of the People's Republic of China since 2013. Xi has been the paramount leader of China the most prominent political leader in China since twenty twelve. The son of Chinese communist veteran Zee Zongzun. He was exiled to rural Wong Kong County as a teenager. So we're going to get into a lot of his, you know, his lifestyle in the article, and I don't want to spend the time to do that. I just want you to look once again, very carefully, at his name. I'm going to open it up just a little bit more, and I want you to see his name, his XI. Now, why is that phenomenal? Why is that amazing? Well, I'm going to just read my Bible here, just for a moment, in Revelation chapter 13. And I want you to remember this. In Revelation chapter 13, and I'm just going to start in verse 16. Revelation 13, 16. But I want to keep that man's face, the head of the communist Chinese party, the CCP, and I want you to see him, and I want you to see his name. I want you to keep looking at his name, XI, XI. Then it says in Revelation 13, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a karagma, a mark. Now, how would he cause all people, think about how he causes all Small and great, rich and poor, I mean, free and bond to receive a mark. Well, when we start looking at the word mark here in just a moment, I'm going to take you through another article. You're going to see that coming out of Wuhan, China, or you're going to see how a vaccination, for example, could cause everybody in the whole world, from presidents and leaders of nations and generals and politicians and governmental officials, for everybody to have to take this vaccination for example uh as a mark he causes everybody to do it by the threat of a delta virus by the threat of a wuhan uh coronavirus or some other thing there's something going on but it's coming from this person who is it okay he's going to cause everybody to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads there's a big conversation we're going to get into about the word in epi in just a moment or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell. Now, we know Macron, we read the article, is getting a passport vaccination or a vaccine passport so people can live a normal life. In China, everybody has to be vaccinated by August 15th. Now that people are being told that they have to swear their allegiance to Xi Jinping, why? Because he's going to lead the greatest military offensive against the world you've ever seen with the backing of the United Nations. Now, and that no man might fire self save he that had the karagma, the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six. It's the number of a man. Now, it's interesting, when you look at those numbers, and what are they again? 600, three score, a score is 20, so three score is 60, and six. Those numbers, let me bring it up on the screen for you right now. Remember, XI, the number of a man. Let's see what it says again. For it is the number of a man. 666 is the number of a man. You see this man, Xi Jinping, the XI, right? Well, now you go down, and we're going to take a look at another article here. And I want to bring it out because I think this is very profound. And I want to share this with the screen right now. So let me share. Um, Let me stop sharing that one. And let me share the screen here with this. And let's get to this one. And I want to share it. Okay. Now, what I want to do is open this up again, and I want you to see this, all right? I believe everybody can see this, and it's talking about microchip implants and 666, and it brings up some very interesting Greek words. The Greek words are epi. You see that right there? Look, So epi is either in or on. Karagma is the mark. That's the word mark. And chi, C-H-I, and then Z-X-I, you see it? See the X-I right there? The number of the man, okay? And stigma, okay, is another word we're gonna look into. So if you'll be patient with me and you wanna follow through, which I believe is one of the most excellent articles out there on this issue, okay? Let's take a look at what it says. And I'm hoping I can make this a little bit uh, larger for you. So let's see if I can do that. I don't know if I can or not. Um, maybe if I just go like this, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do that or not. So let me go back here and let's widen the screen. All right. So here's the article and I'll read it to you. And hopefully you can see a little bit of it, but I wanted you to see the XI there, the XI there are many people out there pointing to implantable microchips now let me just explain something this article was written before the 2020 debacle okay this was written before COVID-19 this was an article that was written prior to that this article was referring to microchips implantable microchips Okay, let's say what they look at. So there are many people out there pointing to implantable microchips to fit the role of the mark of the beast. Most of the time, biblical evidence to support such claims is lacking. One may even begin to think that such support doesn't exist. But if we look closely at the Greek words directly associated with the mark of the beast, such as epi, karagma, and chi z stigma it becomes clear the biblical support for such a mark is very strong. And remember, the epi is referring to the in or the on. We're going to talk about it in this article. The karagma is the word for mark, and the chi is the 600. The z, the very middle, middle, the xi, is the 60 or three score, and the stigma is the number six. So we have this right in the heart of 600, three score, and six. The very heart, the very middle, is the XI, the Z. Now, this article is going to deal, first of all, with the epi. It's a little bit long, and I hope you could stay with me because it's going to be worth it for you to be educated and at least take an honest look at what might be right in front of us at this very moment in time. So the word epi. If you're, if you're able to see the screen, it says looking into the language of Revelation. Okay, so I guess I'm going to have to scroll down with the other part here. So what I will do is go this way. I'll just read the article out loud, and maybe you could get it. I wish I could make it larger for you. But we're talking now, one of the most common claims... Against, I think you, I think you might be able to get it at this point. So one of the most common claims against a microchip implant is that the mark of the beast is supposed to be on the hand mm -hmm, or forehead, and not in the hand or forehead. Now, the overwhelming majority. Listen carefully, because that's going to be the argument. Well, that's either on your hand or whatever. So the overwhelming majority of available translations... I think I want to go back to where I just was. Sorry about that. So the overwhelming majority of available translations opt for on. Okay, so again, what does it say? The majority, the overwhelming majority of available translations today opt for the word on. In fact, most modern versions use on. In contrast, all early versions from 1380 to 1833 side with in. That includes Wycliffe's Bible of 1380, Tyndale's 1525, Coverdale's 1535, the Bishop's Bible in 1568, the Geneva Bible in 1587, the much-beloved King James Version, the yay for King James 1611, Wesley's Bible, 1755. And finally, Webster's Bible, 1883. It wasn't until Darby's Bible in 1890 that doubt was cast against in. All right. So in other words, the word epi is in in most of your older translations of the Bible. It was always understood that way, even with the King James 1611 Bible. And I have that in my Bible. It talks about in their right hand, or in their foreheads. They use the right word here. But most of your translations, you'll probably look at maybe the NIV, the new Illuminati version, and some of the others will have on, okay? And there's a reason for that, because Darby also taught the pre-trib rapture in the commentary notes, and once saved, always saved doctrine, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But let's go forward. That's not as important as where we're going. It's not easy to discard the work of early Christian martyrs. No, it shouldn't be. Or the 54 scholars that painstakingly translated the King James Version by committee, as well as the work of the wordsmith Noah Webster, a man who single-handedly wrote his own dictionary. It would be foolish to write off such faith and dedication in favor of modern versions who paid translators didn't have the foresight to see how in could actually make sense. Okay? I want to see if I could do one other thing and I'm going to just leave it alone. All right. So according to Strong's concordance, both in and on are valid translations of the Greek word epi. Epis, many definitions include, okay, this is what the word in or on, epi, what it includes. The definition includes into. In a place, and among, all of which perfectly describe the placement of modern-day RFID implants. Now, again, this article was written before COVID-19, so he's talking about RFID implants, such as apply Okay, so we, let me say it again: the epi, the in, or the on definitions include into in a place and among and then he said all which perfectly describe the placement of modern day rfid implants such as applied digital solutions very chip the microchips are easily injected into the body in a place of the hand or forehead and remains among the flesh all right. And that's a lot what people are saying about these vaccinations, that they're not an actual vaccination. OK, they are uh, something that integrates with the body. All right. So, again, just remember, they're talking more about the. Let me get this over here. Just a second. I did it again. Vincent and Xavier. All right. Now, he goes on to say that the. We don't want that in there. So a syringe, according to this article, a syringe will also leave a puncture mark on the surface of the skin, which may even scar depending on the size and shape of the puncture. Payment watches and rings would also be considered on the hand or wrist. Phones, which are now capable of secure payments via NFC technology, could be considered in the hand. Any of these technologies could fulfill the requirement of the mark of the beast to buy and sell, but only an injected microchip will prevent loss or theft. So in other words, injection of this article and the timing it was written, there was no COVID-19. There were no vaccinations. There was no Moderna. There was no Pfizer. None of that was going on. He's talking about just simply getting a shot of an implant, the very chip in your body. It would be safe. Nobody could steal your information. It would be on you. So they were thinking this is the best way to go. Okay. The Greek word, so we're going to move on now to the the next word. So you could see through epi, into, among, okay, uh, that, that that word, in or on, works for what's happening right now in the world in which we live. Now he's going to move on to the mark in the Mark of the Beast. The Greek word for mark is karagma. Strong's Concordance defines karagma as a scratch or etching, a badge of servitude, graven, and finally, mark. Strong's also notes that karagma is directly related to the Greek word karaks, which means to sharpen to a point. And also describes a stake as driving a stake into the ground or into something else. So as noted above, one of the definitions of caragma is graven. The American Heritage Dictionary of the English language defines graven as follows. Number one, to sculpt or carve, engrave. Number two, to stamp or impress deeply, to stamp or impress deeply, to fix E permanently, okay, to fix permanently, to impress deeply. Little and Scott's an intermediate Greek-English lexicon, defines Karagma as the mark of a pointed instrument a tattoo, mark, or brand. How do they define it? The mark of a pointed instrument. Earlier they were talking about a syringe, something sharpened to a point. From these definitions, we get a clear picture of a surface being pierced by a sharp point or the act of using a tool to engrave. The relationship between the mark of the beast, karagma, And a syringe that pierces the skin is obvious. It's also been noted that a microchip is etched or engraved during its production. Now, I want to remind you that I play a little tennis, and when I have a chance to, I have a friend that works with a company that works with Moderna. And we had a conversation about the quote-unquote vaccination, and he told me directly, face-to-face, that the vaccination, it's not a vaccination. He said what it is in the shot is it carries some digital code that goes into the body, searches out COVID-19 and obliterates it. He thought it was amazing. This was the greatest technology ever that there would be digital code in a shot that would search out and destroy COVID-19. That's what Moderna was giving, right? So again, the earliest word, we're going to get this, I'm going to get it very clear. So let's go to um, uh, the relationship between the mark of the beast, caragma, and a syringe that pierces the skin is obvious. It's also been noted that a microchip is etched or engraved during its production. So this article was written before COVID and the shot. All right. So the definitions of caragma. Coupled with the fact that subdermal microchips are injected using a specialized syringe make it clear that the mark of the beast could very well be a microchip implanted into the hand. But again, we're further down the road now than when this article was written. All the vaccinating that's going on in the world today, the push for global vaccination, okay, And it's an injection because it's not really a vaccination. we got to watch my words. So the shot is an injection of something digital that integrates with the body. And now we're being told that it changes some of the structure of perhaps what that body is genetically made up of. Okay, But let's go a little bit further. And I want to remind you of the man you saw in the picture. President of China, Xi, Xi, Xinping, Xi, the number of a man, the number of a man, the mark of the beast, the number of a man. Just remember that. So the earliest use of the word karagma outside of the Bible describes the piercing bite of a snake. There's a disturbing connection between the piercing serpent, Satan, in Isaiah 27, 1, the bite of the serpent, karagma, and syringe-injectable microchips or digital code in a shot. This verse brings to mind the serpent in Revelation 22, which gives power to the beast. All right, so let's go a little bit further in the article. Uh, The writer of this article says, I challenge you to think of something in the natural world that resembles a syringe more closely than the fang of a snake. The book of Amos mentions the day of the Lord and a serpent bite to the hand in consecutive verses. The lion and bear mentioned in the same passage also bring to mind the beast in Revelation 13 too. This may foreshadow the mark of the beast in the last days. Here's the scripture. This is Amos 5, 18 and 19 woe unto you that desire the day of the lord to what end is it for you the day of the lord is darkness and not light as if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him or he went into the house and leaned his hand on the wall and a serpent bit him now there's an important warning in verse 18 about desiring the last days okay um it says even though we may recognize the signs of the times we should in no way desire or try to hasten them because they are full of pain and suffering. Well, wait a second. I disagree. 2 Peter chapter 3 does tell us that we should hasten the day of the Lord. So while we do not hasten the day to see sorrow and pain, we hasten the day because we want the Lord to come. So we have a little bit of a discrepancy there, but that's okay. Now, it says, he that digs, okay, uh, a pit shall fall into it, and whoever breaks a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. That's Ecclesiastes 10.8. So a hedge, according to this article, symbolizes protection. So let God take care of you, and I totally agree. It may prove to be a blessing to give your life rather than accept the bite of the serpent, the karagma the mark of the beast and it most certainly would be better to be martyred and to lose your life than to take the mark of the beast why because revelation 14 says whoever takes the mark of the beast will be damned forever and the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever they have no rest day or night and it just talks about this eternal reality of torment there is no salvation so when your pastor who believes in once saved, always saved says don't worry about it we missed it on the rapture but take the mark because you got to eat you may want to reconsider that whole doctrinal stance be very careful all right now it says i saw thrones and they sat upon them judgment was given unto them and i saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of jesus their souls that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark, his karagma, upon their foreheads or in, or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So those who died will resurrect and rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. Now, let's move on to the next Start, okay? So we have already seen the epi, now, which means in or on. Then we just saw the karagma, the mark, and, and we put that together. And then the article goes on to deal now with the chi, z, stigma, 600, three score, and six. Here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is 600 three score and six revelation 13 18 early biblical translators chose to spell out the numbers six 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 hundred three score and six this is one of the rare exceptions in the english bible where a number is spelled out instead of using numeric representation this treatment of six 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 brings focus to the individual characters which allow us to gain a further understanding of the mark of the beast. If we look at the Greek, we see that 666 is, is presented with three letters, the chi, the z, the xi, stigma. The numeric values of these three Greek letters add up to 666. 666. Now, it should be noted that stigma is based on the ancient Greek dagama and must not be confused with the modern Greek sigma. It carried the meaning, this is the meaning of the ancient Greek, the dagama, it carried the meaning of a mark dot, puncture or generally a sign from the verb that means to puncture as well as a mark from a pointed instrument often as a sign of ownership a mark a brand a tattoo are you paying attention okay stay with me so the ancient greek dagama tells us that this word The stigma means a puncture, okay, a pointed instrument, a mark from a pointed instrument as a sign of ownership, okay, which means people have capitulated to that ownership. Now the Strong's Concordance gives stigma the following definition. So if you go to the Strong's, you look up stigma, here's the word. It means to stick. A mark incised or punched. For recognition of ownership, a mark. The definitions of stigma and karagma. Okay, so the, the word karagma was for the mark of the beast. Stigma is that the number six in the six hundred sixty and six. The number six is the stigma, and so the definitions of stigma and karagma are remarkably similar. That's important. They both support the idea of pointed instrument used to inject a microchip, and that was before, before the 2019 COVID-19, which now we know that there's an injection of something else that's going into the human body to integrate with it. So, the stigma has also made it into the English language, where it is defined as a mark of infamy or disgrace. There's an obvious carryover from its use in Revelation a token of perdition. So in other words, those who receive the mark of disgrace because it's a, it's a token of perdition or falling away from God is what is being spoken of here. Philippians chapter 1, verse 28, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, this is an admonition for you and I, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God for unto you it is given in the behalf of christ not only to believe on him but also to suffer for his sake and church ecclesia believers around the world we may be moving into a time of suffering for christ especially in the west like we've never known before we have been so coddled we have been so warm so comfort at ease in zion but the time of awakening is coming and we better have the proper information to be able to navigate when we're fully awake, and hopefully many of you already are. Now, in three-factor authentication, let's go into this article a little bit deeper. In what is called three-factor authentication, this is known as what you have, okay? The other two factors are what you know, as in a password, PIN, etc., and what you are, as in biometrics, primarily the face, the iris, the fingerprint, or vein scanning. Microchips used for identification, a security token almost always carries a unique number on it. One must wonder if this somehow relates to the three-factor allegiance to the beast. Now, the following, so this gets to do a little bit of article. I don't know if I want to stay with it. Uh, I probably should so we don't miss anything. So the following news excerpts demonstrate the welcoming of such a security token. So they're talking about the, uh, the injectable microchips being a security token. But remember, we're further ahead down the road into something more uh, sinister, if you will, because the fear in taking it, whereas a microchip would just be for convenience. Uh, there's something else at work here. So here is one of the um, news excerpts. Ultimately, the ideal solution for merchants will be a reader that is based on an open standard and capable of accepting each card's contactless token. That was from the convergence of contactless payment. Another article said, I wanted to get chipped, he says. It's entirely up to me what I put on my chip. I've been involved with authentication for 20 years, working with biometrics, and I was promoting the token. Now I am the token. That is RFID is literally getting under people's skin article. That was well over a decade ago, and now these contactless tokens come standard in most credit cards and phones. Stores are readily able to accept such tokens regardless of whether they're embedded in plastic or flesh, the buying and selling is in place. How much longer until implanted security tokens become mainstream? And who knows if that's not what's being inserted in this digital code that's supposedly going to kill the COVID-19 virus. I would remind our listeners today that there is another vaccination called the j vaccination, the Jesus Christ of Nazareth vaccination, whose blood goes in greater than digital code searches out all sickness and disease and obliterates it if you have faith in the blood of jesus christ for by his stripes you are healed all sickness and disease is categorized in 39 categories 39 stripes upon his back the shedding of his blood is the vaccination to eradicate all sickness and disease don't ever forget it trust in the lord amen so let's move on now The definition of token for stigma provides a hint that the mark will be readily adopted due to its close relationship to money, identification, and commerce. And where any of these are found, security is close by. Security will play a significant role in selling the mark of the beast And you all remember on 9-11-2001 that the Patriot Act opened the door to security through invasive means into the privacy of the American citizenry and around the world. And there's always a crisis that opens the door. And someone once said something about if we forfeit forfeit our freedom for security – we neither deserve security or freedom. I think something like that. Maybe someone can enlighten me to that. Let's move on. What's in a name? This is the important part of the article. Okay. There's another notable correlation between the microchips, and I'm going to say the shot of 2020, and Qi Z Stigma 666, one of the earliest public faces of implantable payments was Digital Angel. Due to the alarming character of the technology, it was quickly discovered that the Digital Angel logo contained a hidden but obvious 666. See the images below, and you may see them right around here. Okay, so these are the images, and that's where they have the 666. It's in the forehead, okay? And it's the way that they manipulate that thing. There it is, the six and the six. So there it is, the six, the six, and the six. Now, Digital Angel isn't the only product with a name or logo that links to 666. The connection between 666 and acquired products seems to have become a trend. If nothing else, they add to the mounting evidence which reveals the nature of the beast, the nature of the mark of the beast, and 666. It's hard to write these off as mere. Coincidence. They're going to get into a such. Uh, one such company is XI. There's something out, the little E, and then the XI, wireless. Remember that XI is the 60 e in 666. Another is Xmark, whose products include Watchmate and Hugs. Uh, the similarities are obvious. Also worth mentioning is SoMark Innovations, a company that manufactures invisible RFID ink used to tattoo cattle for tracking. All right. So even though the article goes on to say X I and Qi, the Chi the C H I haven't carried into English like like stigma has. So in the Chi Z stigma, stigma made it into the English. The Z and the Chi uh, the and the Z have not. And he says that even though they have not carried into English like stigma has, they still provide some insight into the mark. Chi is depicted as an uppercase X and is used to symbolize Christ. Very interesting. This possibly hints at the Antichrist likening to a lamb with two horns. In Revelation 13, 11, referring to his probable Christian facade or promises of peace, okay? We all know that's how Antichrist will come, with a flattering tongue proclaiming to have peace for the world, okay? Many Eastern traditions also hold that the chi is an integral energy flow. While uh, traditionally a spiritual belief, it's still an interesting fact that future versions of these microchips could be powered by an internal energy source like thermal life. Now we're going to go a little deeper here. The shape of XI, the X and the I, Z, the president of China's name, here we're just a little further down the road than when this article was was written. So the shape of the XI, as written in Greek, shares a close likeness to a curled-up snake ready to strike. Stigma also resembles a serpent that is coiled and ready to strike. This is another hint to Karagma as the bite of a serpent, or the mark, and as noted by one of our readers, the antenna located in a microchip is a coil of wire. Now, I'm coming to a conclusion here, and then we'll chat. Um, Just absolutely phenomenal information right in our face, information. Not only does China, the president of China, Xi xinping the xi the number of a man right not only is he the head of communist china communist china is the red dragon their symbol is the great red dragon and this dragon will give power to the beast hear me now and the beast is the islamic beast in my understanding of scripture i believe that with all my heart it could be tied to a number of things but i think predominantly that the beast and the dragon will work together and I believe that the great red dragon of China will give power to the Islamic movement and I believe that uh, as, as the mystery Babylon rides the beast and steers it and uses it for her own purposes I believe that we're going to see Islamic terrorism rise in our nation once again and around the world and that behind the scenes we're going to see China and some other players that are going to be directing the wild ass of a man, Ishmael, the beast, the wild man, into a global conquest. We know that's their stated desire but they have been refrained and restrained by China, Russia, communism but they will work together. I really believe that's going to happen. But let's get to the conclusion of the article before I go any further. Here's what we just talked about. The Greek epi, epi can be translated as in or on. Both are valid. Epi can also be translated as into In a place and among all English versions prior to 1890 translate epi as in. The Greek word karagma is translated a scratch or etching, a badge of servitude, graven, and mark. The karagma is also closely related to karaks, which means to sharpen to a point. The English word graven, one of the definitions of karagma as listed above, is defined as to sculpt or carve, engrave, and to stamp or impress deeply, fix permanently. The earliest use of the word karagma outside of the Bible describes the piercing bite of a snake. The fang of a snake closely resembles the syringe used to implant the very chip. And now we're hearing that there's some people in, uh, what's his name, one of our politicians was with a woman from China named Fang Fang. What's that all about? Fang, fang. <laughs> That's too close, right? All right. So the number 666 was written in the original Greek with the letters z stigma. The Greek stigma is defined as to stick a mark incised or punched for recognition of ownership. And mark The definition is very close to that of the Greek karagma. So to stick, uh, to to punch, okay? Very interesting that Xi, the president of China, because of the Wuhan virus, a biological weapon against the world, uh, is now creating the beginning of the vaccinations uh, where uh, the shot in China, all citizens, by August 15th, must be, this is true information. Now, we move on. The Greek letters Chi and Z, the X-I, both resemble a snake ready to strike. And by the way, uh, we've had some uh, ex-Islamic terrorists that have shown that the mark of 666 is also the Islamic. And I have an article to show you in just a little bit if we have time to do it um, about that issue as well. So the Greek letters Chi and Z both resemble a snake ready to strike. This coincides with karagma as the bite of a snake and the piercing serpent, Satan, who is associated with the beast of the sea. Got it? Now stigma made it into the English language where it is defined a mark of infamy or disgrace. So, the final thoughts about this study. Karagma, epi, cheesy stigma all have important meanings. They paint the clear picture of a surface being punctured by a sharp point. After studying the Greek words, it's easy to see that the mark of the beast could be closely related to microchip implants like the very chip, which are injected through a syringe and are used heavily in karma, uh, commerce. It's hard to ignore these similarities when the very chip has already been used to buy and sell. We must honestly weigh all the evidence when considering such a possibility. It's much more than just hype and coincidence, so take heed. And then he finishes the article with Mark 13, verse 4, 5, and 6. Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled? Jesus said, take heed, lest any man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive Wow. What a conversation. What an article. And... Um, We need to talk about it because of the acceleration of global events around the world. Because of the rapid boiling that's taking place in the article I read up front in this uh, in this uh, conversation today. Very sober people, right? We should be very very sober people about what's happening. There are things that are right in our face, they may not be the bottom line, end of the line, absolute, but to deny the possibility and the potential and to see the progression from very chip being punctured into someone's skin with a syringe to what's happening with global shots now is absolutely phenomenal in the acceleration that God promised was going to come. We also need to remember that while the world and the satanic is accelerating, so is God. God is accelerating His purposes within His ecclesia and in this earth. Everything that's going on in this world was written in God's book, the Bible. You see, other books out there can't make this up. This is Greek and Hebrew, and these are images going back to describe, for example, the great red dragon. We know if you go back to Ezekiel, he says of Pharaoh, Go tell Pharaoh the great dragon, okay? So Pharaoh, king of Egypt, that's how it actually says it. Go tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, the great dragon. So Egypt was the dragon. Okay, it was the great dragon. The only difference in the great red dragon is we have, again, not Egypt. We have a red dragon in the last days, and it symbolizes China, communist China. Go tell Xi Jinping, uh, king of uh, the red dragon nation, China, the empire. And it involves all communism. So my point is, God is accelerating his word. He's telling us that. And the most important part of this moment for you and I, beyond the shadow of a doubt, is to become sober-minded. To get our soul cleared of all false information coming from the world... Studying the Bible and viewing global events is the best way to get your mind sober. Get your mind sober from the unclean spirits being released throughout the earth, through homosexuality, lesbianism, all of the transgender pedophilia acts that are going on in this world, unclean sexual perversion through pornography. These are... Uh, These are things that are happening, but you have to understand behind the scenes are the demonic spirits of Sodom and Gomorrah that vexed the righteous soul of Lot every day by their filthy conduct. So the filthy conduct of Sodom and Gomorrah released demonic spirits that vexed the soul of the only righteous man in town. Okay, so get ready. Guard your mind. Guard your heart. Guard your soul. Put on that hedge of protection, the blood of Jesus, the armor of God. Don't delay now. I think we really need to do this in a more purposeful way in our prayer closet. We need to be praying, okay? We need to be praying because this is real. Did you hear what was presented to you today from so many different people who are studying and searching these things out and then to witness them (sighs) face-to-face. All right, so I've got some uh, other things. I'm going to lose that off the screen for just a moment. I've got some friends, and I've got this article also as well. We talked about everything coming like a snare, uh, and most of the time the Bible talks about the snare is worshiping idols and committing sin, uh, which dumbs people down so that they're not sober, they're not awake, they're not aware, they're not watching, they're not ready. All right, so we've got to be walking in holiness, walking in the Spirit, walking with a clean heart, a clean soul, a clean mind, getting the debris. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Let me cleanse the inside of my cup and not the outside of my cup. This is so important to surviving right now. We have to have an idea of how important it is to walk in the holiness of God. Man, you just can't be walking. In anxiety, in fear, in offense, in unforgiveness, in rioting, in drunkenness, in partying, in worldly mindedness. You just can't be there right now. If you're going to get a clue, then we need to have a clue. Don't you believe it? So I see um, some friends on our chat room. I want to get in there. So let's go to um, some of our friends out here. And I'm going to... Uh, no, nah, we're not going there. Okay, so let's just delete that comment. Praise the Lord, and let's do that. Wow. All right, so in our comment room, I uh, see that today Kevin hauger has been with us. What a beautiful day in God's neighborhood. Amen to that. Uh, Carol Carey's with us today. God bless you, Carol. Brenda Torville was with us today. God bless you, Brenda. Uh, good mornings. Uh, I love your new background. Thank you for that. This is This is because um kevin and sue uh, they raised funds to provide for a little they heard my cry for studio we're just wanting to be uh more palatable as we launch out a little bit deeper into our conversation thank you for that uh diana is with us as well good morning pastor vince thank you for feeding our spirit the truth have a blessed day thank you diana laquita good morning and good morning to you laquita. Uh, Ken and Diana Blaze, good morning, Pastor Vincent. Thank you for feeding our spirits. Okay, thank you for that. We're light and truth. You're welcome. It's my honor. Uh, it's my calling, actually. Vinnie Potts and Pans, good morning, Vincenzo and Saints. Good morning, Vinnie Potts and Pans. Uh, Lori is with us today. Lori Roder. keep telling us the truth, by the way. We like the new studio. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lori. Yum-yum is all I could say. I call you Lori Yum-Yum. <laughs> Lori provides a meal for Patricia and I um, almost once a week, and it's just phenomenal. But don't tell anybody. Uh, Vinny pots and Pans, you need to change the battery in that smoke detector. LOL, is it going off? <laughs> Pastor Melissa Fletcher, good morning. Good morning to you, Pastor Melissa. All Saints here, please remember to hit the like button to help more Saints find us here on YouTube. Hey, that's a great point. I did want to say, if you're tuning in, you're watching the broadcast, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And it's, they tell you you have to get to 1,000 so you could launch out deeper or something like that. Uh, we have 408 subscribers. I've been doing this uh, for a very long time. My grandson said, Papa Vincent. You've been doing this way too long to only have 408 subscribers. So if you would be diligent to help us get more subscribers uh, to what we're doing, we would appreciate it. I just know what it does is gives us an opportunity to launch out deeper. i uh, have seeing Paul Harris with us today from Eureka Springs. Hello, Paul. Can't wait to get together with you, sir. And uh, let's make a time to do it. God bless you. And uh, Kevin Hauger flipped the screen to it being larger. You're smaller. Or just put in a I never saw that. Sorry, Kevin. Uh, Shirley Wolseley, good morning. Shirley, thank you for your offering to the ministry, for sending that beautiful blessing. God bless your heart. We are so thankful. And to everybody else that supports this ministry, we're doing the best we can, and we want to thank you for your support. Um, all right, so Kathy Bruns. Now, Kathy Bruns is uh, joining us from South Dakota. Kathy has just gone through one of the most horrific battles in her life, even unto death. But the prayers of her pastors up there in South Dakota, uh, both Pastor David and Victoria Obenauer, River of Fire Ministries, the church there, her family, her family here, and all people have been praying for her, and Kathy is coming through. She's out of the hospital. She's home, and we pray right now. Come on, everybody, right now, in the name of Jesus. Kathy Bruns, full recovery in the name of Jesus Christ. Hear the words. Full recovery in Jesus' name, which means better than when you went in, because you went in with an issue. You're coming out full recovery in the name of Jesus to finish up the race that God has called you to, Kathy. And we're looking forward, by the way, to seeing you for the Feast of Tabernacles 2021. It's happening, I found out, September 20th, Monday, September 20th. We, New Wine Ministries... The church will be hosting the great Feast of Tabernacles on our property in Decatur, and you are cordially invited to come and celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. We're going to talk a lot more about it. But uh, Vinnie Potts and Pan says 666 can just represent the communi- communistic governments around the world. It could. Certainly there's a lot coming from there. Uh, this jab in the arm today is definitely not such, well, I'm not so sure about that. Vinnie, I'm not, not in agreement. But that's, you, have, you, have, you're, you could do that. Uh, Cindy Messman, J-Con. John Kittleson, amen to the J-Con, Cindy. Uh, good morning, Pastor Vincent. Good morning, Jean. Uh, Kevin Hauger, share it with others as well. Marcus Julian, thank you, Brother Vincent Xavier, all the way from Canada. Hey, Marcus Julian, welcome to the broadcast. God bless you. Uh, looking forward to talking with you. Uh, you ministered to me when I was in prison in the state. Oh, wow. All right, Marcus. Well, praise God. Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ knew exactly where you are. Hope you're doing well. Maybe we'll be able to chat. When I was in DeSoto Correction, now pastoring in Canada, you went from the prison to the palace. Are you kidding me? Way to go, Julian. Nothing is impossible with God. Uh, Hey, I would like to go to Canada and minister. I'll wait for your invitation. I just invited myself. Let me know. All right, let's go. Missy Lynn, The Truth Sets Us Free. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, it does, Missy, no doubt. Joyce Young, I'm praising God to see Kathy on here today, uh, praying for her full recovery. Amen. That's what we're praying for. Uh, Okay, you have to denounce Christ in order to take the mark. I don't see that in the Bible, Vinny, but we could certainly talk about it. You will. I mean, it certainly is. um, But there are a lot of people that are going to think they're saved and are going to say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do all these things? Somewhere they denounced Christ and didn't even know it, so I'm not so sure. All right, so Adam Lincris is with us. Good morning, Adam. God bless you, sir. All right, any other questions, any other comments? The lines are open right now on our blog talk radio. I don't know if they're working yet or not. We're working on the technology. How did things go today, by the way? Let me know how things went. Praise the Lord. So we're at 1035, and um Let's talk just for a moment on, all right, Marcus, I'm invited. I'll take the invite. Let's talk about it. We'll go minister in Canada. We've been there before, uh, way east, Montreal. Now, the Feast of Tabernacles. This is something that you're going to want to um, put on your calendar. And let's just talk about it for just one minute. The Feast of Tabernacles is a call. For God's people all over the world to gather together. And because it's not just one nation in Israel 3,500 years ago, God's people are all over the earth. And the call, which started in the fourth day of creation in the signs and seasons, this September 20th will be the time for God's people to gather together for the great feast of Tabernacles. It is an eight-day feast. We will be hosting for eight days the Feast of Tabernacles. It is not an obligatory, legalistic, Old Testament feast. It is a feast that originated in the heart of the Father God on the fourth day of creation. They are the Lord's feast. They are not the Jews' feast. They are not the church's feast. They are the feast for God's people, both Jew and Gentile, all over the world. We have been celebrating this for 30 years. It is not an external activity where you have to follow through all the external parts, we do what the Apostle Paul said to do in 1 Corinthians 5. We understand that these feasts have intrinsic value. They mean something to us in our walk with the Lord and the Holy Spirit in the new covenant. If you want to know more about it, you've got to come to it. Our experience has been that God always shows up in his feast, and so you need to put it on your calendar September 20th through September 27th or the 28th, the feast will begin. We have some guest speakers already being lined up, and by the beginning of next week, we will have a full-blown presentation. Now, I want to show you something, and it's important that we do this. I'm going to share my screen again, and I want to put something up for you where you could actually uh, go to a website. I want to show you, and you can read it right now, okay? So if you will, I'm going to share this with you. I'm going to, first of all, I got to stop that stream. I'm going to remove that stream and uh, stop screen. So now I'm going to share a screen with you. And I want you to see this because I want you to put this on uh, on your list if you can. So boom and here. All right. So you're looking right now and I will... Uh, I don't know if I could do that or not. I can't do that all right, so if you go over to the new wine ministries, which is right in here, and you see uh there's a couple of things you could look at. You have the home, you have welcome prayer requests uh let me scoot that out just a little bit further here, here we, oops 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 all right so uh new wine so I'm trying to. There we go. That's what I wanted to do. We'll get it right to about there. That's fine with me. Okay. so right there. All right. So if you look uh, at the tabs up top, we have a home. We have welcome. We have a prayer request. We have online store donations, events, online ballot, Feast of Tabernacles 2020. That is actually the Feast of Tabernacles 2021. You'll see it down here. Okay, and then there's more, and then there's YouTube and Facebook videos, so we upload videos once in a while to this website, and this is the website, um, NWM Global, okay, this is NWM and then a global, so if you'll put that down, I want to show you something, if you go to the Feast of Tabernacles 2021, uh, I've already written some things here, Uh, Feast of Tabernacles 2021, and we have the Year of Deliverance and Recovery. God actually named this year's theme the Year of Deliverance and Recovery. And I believe that God's end-time plan for His Ecclesia is to have us fully delivered, emancipated from the world, flesh, and devils, the power of sin, and any other demonic stuff, and to bring a full recovery to the years that the locusts have eaten. So you'll read just a little bit more. Uh, I wrote this out, and... On this page is where you're going to find more information about different hotels you could stay at, uh, where the uh, conference will be celebrated. Uh, There will be two meeting places or two gathering places on our land under a big tent. And, of course, at our worship center in Bella Vista. They're about 25 minutes apart. So all that information will be on there, the times, the guest speakers. So I want you to be able to go back when you go to NWM Global. .org. So I just want you to have time to write it down. N stands for new, W for wine, and M for ministry. N-W-M, global, G-L-O-B-A-L, all one word, and it's the dot org. The .org. Um, All right, so let me just write it down there. It's going to be looking like this, N-W-M, global, And I'll post that up there. So if you're in the chat room right now and you're seeing, that is the website, nwmglobal.org. So that's going to help in the next uh, month and three weeks, because September 20th is coming quick. I believe that God has end time strategies for his ecclesia. And I believe one of the strategies is his people coming together to honor him for his feast. When we show up to his feast, he normally has some pretty awesome stuff. To share with us now also um, yeah absolutely so you could contact me uh, Marcus I'll put it out there my number you could you could text me uh, is the 858-864-8712 so you could call me at that number Um, I just put it out there for you and also you can uh, email me and I'll give you that email address as well ier seven 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 at the gmail.com, uh, and we'll just put that out there as well. So you could email me, uh, vxavier777 at gmail.com, or text me, and that'll be a lot of fun to, to look into that. Uh, getting back to nwmglobal.org, uh, you could peruse through that website. It needs a little uh, tending to. I think uh, we've kind of left it alone since last year, and so I need to do a lot of updating and get involved in that but I'm I'm going to make sure we do. So the Feast of Tabernacles information, uh, the letter that I wrote there is basically uh, my heart to you about what the Feast of Tabernacles is about, what we believe God is doing. He's named it the year of deliverance and recovery. And so um, pray September 20th, put it on your calendar, tell your boss, bring your family, bring your dogs. Well, don't bring too many dogs. Anyways, come on up to the Feast and celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. One week, getting out of a worldly environment into a kingdom environment, you will learn what the Feast of Tabernacles really is when you come up, because we'll be teaching Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay, We'll be teaching Monday morning up on the ark under the tent, and every day we're going to have different speakers, and then we always open up to all of the guests speaking and sharing. And then every evening, Monday evening, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we will be at the gathering place in Bella Vista where we have everything you could imagine. It's going to be an amazing time. Uh, Music, dance, ministers, the word of God, breaking bread, fellowship, and God is going to continue to download to us what we need to do to prepare for you. And we hope that you will. Uh, make your way into Northwest Arkansas and participate in the Feast of Tabernacles uh, this year. And so that information will be on our NWM Global website, okay? Um, So where else would we go from there? I think that's all we need to talk about. Oh, by the way, um, if you would like to help support the work of hosting, we're willing to put our hand to the plow. We host, we get the tents, Um, there's a pretty significant cost in preparing and doing. We've already invested a lot, so it's okay. Uh, But if you ever want to just say, you know what, I want to really get behind this. I want to honor the Lord for his Feast of tabernacles. I want to sow into that Um, just by getting things ready. You uh, are certainly invited to do it on the same website under the donations tab. uh, You should be able to do that. I want to share with you one other uh, website, by the way. Uh, Just in case you're not aware of it, let me, uh, let's see, put this over here for just a little bit. Let me put this. Oops. All right. So let me go here and let me just uh, rid ourselves of that. And um, I want to go to OmegaRadio.org. All right. So here is... By the way, I'm going to share it on the screen, and we're going to put this up there, and I'm going to go this way into the Chrome tab, and we'll put Omega up. All right, so now on the screen, as you can see, is another website. This is our Omega Radio website, and Omega Radio uh, is where you could listen 24 hours a day. As a matter of fact, let me show you how you would actually do that by going to I don't want to cover everything up here but right here where it says listen live you could hit that tab any time of the day in 24 hours a day 7 days a week that'll take you to omega Radio.org. that's broadcasting around the world 24/7 we run into interruptions every once in a while but we get them fixed like right after this broadcast uh, if you hit that button and you go to the Omega Radio, uh, you hit that, you'll hear a roundtable discussion with Patricia Joy Xavier on the book out of, out of her book, Deliverance, the Christian Bill of Rights. But there are other things here as well about our website. You could actually sign up for a um, uh, Join the End Time Army down here, and you could get uh, give us your email, and then we normally write things out there, and we'll be sprucing things up and cleaning them up as we go. Um this was a little in indication on building our studio. So things are moving forward and we praise God for that. Um this is if, when you're listening on Omega Radio, you could actually call into our program 818-369-0326 which again we're working on the microphone and the uh the, the conjunction of everything. So I wanted you to see that and that website by the way, let me write it out for you is omega radio Dot .org and that's it. I put it up in the chat room. You can see that. Um omega Radio dot org, dot org. Um, Kenneth bruns recheck the dates of the feast again. I did. I thought it was the 23rd, Ken, but it is the 20th. And so we're going to start Monday evening and we'll cover all the ground so we won't be late <laughs> and we'll be on there. So Uh, Adam. Also, I look on YouTube to see if you are live. Then I wait for you to post on blog talk and my application downloads. Listen, not everyone who disappears on YouTube stops. Okay, cool. Adam, thanks for that. Appreciate that. Um, so there you have the Omega radio on the right and you have, uh, I showed you NWM global also on the Omega radio. You hit the more button and you could donate right there. So if you wanted to donate to the ministry, you could do it simply by, going to the donate tab and uh, that should have taken them there. Let's see if we have that. So go more and then donate. Mm, It's somewhere there, pretty sure. Uh, There's your, uh, okay, there's the Omega Radio. Let's keep in touch. Oh, you hit hit this donate button down here and then that kind of brings you to uh, PayPal. So if you want to just do a donation to Omega Radio, Through the website, it's a PayPal account. You could go right there with that as well. All right, so with that being said, let's get back to business here. And that's what we're doing. All right, we're taking a giant step. I hope today was helpful to you. And we'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing. And we will hopefully be, oh, let's see, not cool, Vincenzo, to ignore my comments. Hey, listen, Vinny, okay, I heard your comment. I spoke about your comment. I'm not gonna argue about the comment, Uh, just Don't believe that comment's altogether true, uh, so we're just not in agreement, okay? That's all it is. You'll behave, all right? And say, having said that, folks, we're going to move on now because Omega Radio, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, okay? There is a roundtable discussion, and you're invited to go there right now, and you'll hear an incredible conversation. I believe you will. Until we meet again, this is Pastor Vince. We'll see you. Have a great day. Everybody on Blog Talk Radio, shalom. We're going to go by goodbye there, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless.